Hello, and welcome to the, the Ick Patrol. Adam. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, well, it's our, What's first, wrong with you? it's our first try. I think we should leave that in, though. That's quite funny. Um, <laughs> I thought we were going to say that together, the okay. Ick Patrol part. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Ick the Patrol. Ick Patrol. <laughs> We did it. I'm sure it sounds great. <laughs> Whatever, right. Um, hi, everyone that's listening. My name is Adam Saraswati. My pronouns are he, she, or they. So feel free to use whatever you feel comfortable with. And I'm Cherish. My pronouns are she, her. See, Cherish makes it nice and easy. I'm there, like picking all the <laughs> pronouns. And so you couldn't tell by our slight nervousness, this is our first episode of a new podcast. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, we just wanted to start off with a little episode about us and our story to give our listeners a little taste of who we are. Yeah, so you not you so you don't just click on this podcast and think, why are these random people talking to us about stuff? Um exactly. just give you a bit of a sense of who we are. So Jarish, if you want to start off, maybe? Sure. Um so I'm Cherish. I'm from Idaho in the U.S. Um, I am a paramedic. That's what I do for my day job and night job because they are day and night shifts. Um, Anyway, we uh, wanted to start this podcast as kind of a fun little hobby and something to help us connect as friends. And we love to chat and gossip. And sometimes we think our chats can get kind of funny and crazy and so we thought it'd be cool to have like excuse me a digital kind of record of those yeah so um my name's adam you can tell from the accent i'm from the uk i'm from near manchester so i'm a northerner um i am a magazine editor i also work as a bid writer and a edi consultant so i kind of wear a few different hats but unlike Cherish, I don't go out there and save lives every day. So I don't think my <laughs> jobs have quite the same importance that hers do. Um, yeah, and sort of mirroring what Cherish said, we've um, we've been, well, we've been best friends for like, is it eight years now? Yeah, since 2016, pretty much. Yeah, so we've been friends for nearly a decade at this point. And <laughs> <laughs> I know how crazy <laughs> is that. And we're, um, like Cherish said, like we have a lot of conversations. We talk regularly, even though we live in different countries. And we have a lot of shared experiences. And I'll tell you this now, nobody makes me laugh more than Cherish does. <laughs> and between the two of us, we are mad as a box of rocks. So what better than to share that madness with the world, I think? Yeah, that's a really eloquent way of putting it. <laughs> oh, thank you, honey. It's just how I roll. I have to say, you make me laugh probably most out of anybody, too. <laughs> it's so become... maybe this will just be for us to, like, listen to <laughs> and laugh. Maybe nobody else will hear this, but I'm okay with that. You know what, like, when I'm, like, in my 80s and, like, Alzheimer's has, like, ravished me, like, whoever's in my life <laughs> at that point will just play these podcasts and I'll be, like, taken back. Because, like, you know, in the notebook, he reads, like, the story. Yeah. Like, like, instead of that, I just have these podcasts to, like, bring it all back. 
Um, by the way, if you hear some little bells in the background, that's my cat playing with her toy. Is it so, Cosmo? Or is it... Not Cosmo, Lily? it's Lily. Yeah, Charis is lucky. She has two cats. I have zero cats, which makes me sad. Oh. Although, I'm actually at my parents' right now, cat-sitting, because they've gone to the latest oh. church. Oh, yay. So there's three there, right? Yeah, three. Nigel, who is a girl. Shelley, who is a boy, and Lizzie, who is a girl, named after the Queen of England. (laughs) (laughs) Fitting. So, I think another thing as well is that me and Cherish are also both big fans of podcasts. I mean, I think most people are these days, to be honest. Yeah. And between us, we consume quite a lot of podcast content. And I don't think that necessarily we're trying to fill like a gap in any kind of market, but I Mm -hmm. think that our love of podcasts... And that's something that we've bonded over, especially in the past few years. Definitely kind of inspired us as well to want to give it a go, you know. I mean, we're not out here trying to, you know, be the next, I don't know. I was going to say Joe Rogan, but we really are not trying to <laughs> Joe Rogan. We're trying to stay as far away from that as we can, yeah. actually. <laughs> that actually kind of ties in something that we wanted to say, which is... um. On the Ick Patrol, we're probably going to be talking about a few things which are quite political. I mean, Cherish and I are both political people, but all the opinions that we express, unless we state otherwise, they're just our own. No, this isn't a place to get your news from. It's a place to maybe laugh about some things in the news or maybe just hear people that probably, hopefully, sort of reflect your own opinions. But we're not a news podcast. We're not a place to get your information from. We're just a place that may be commenting on some of some information that you have exactly like this is ultimately like a lifestyle slash comedy podcast i think is the genre i would put it in um i I guess we'll see when we actually put it on spotify where it goes (laughs) and this whole thing kind of came about because we knew we wanted to do a podcast and we always talk about um our icks and whatnot so we thought we'd dedicate an entire podcast to it this episode we're mostly going to be is like a introductory episode. So we're going to talk about how we met and our first impressions of each other and kind of our friendship story. So leading into that, um, who do you think should go first? Telling your side of the story from like the morning that we met. I think because your story probably has a much, a lot more sort of setting up <laughs> because of obviously how we met I think you should go first okay okay so me and Adam met in 2016 when I went on study abroad in Lancaster England and I went to uh the University of Lancaster is that what it's called Lancaster Lancaster, University yeah yeah, same difference (laughs) we both went there and we met um it was my sophomore year of college and it was Adam's first year, so he was a freshman in uh-huh. American terms. In British and, terms, out uh, of pressure. Exactly. So um, I was very terrified to leave that day. I I was so excited, but I got to the airport and I was like, oh shit, I'm actually going. And I'm doing this by myself. And it was terrifying. But um. So I basically got to Manchester, got in this big bus full of international students, and they took us to the campus. Um, and 
we were like super early that day. I remember it was like move in day and we were the first ones on campus. It seemed like So I got into our flat and there was one other person there, our roommate Scarlett at the time. And, um, (laughs) we, I pretty much just, I didn't sleep the whole time on the plane on the way over. Cause first of all, I can't sleep on planes. I don't know about anybody else, but I I can't sleep bolt upright in those chairs. Like it is not comfortable at all. So I had had this like 24 hour journey to get to England without sleeping. (laughs) So I really didn't want to go to sleep, but I went straight to my room for a nap and I don't know how long I was napping, but by the time I woke up, I heard all this kind of commotion in the flat. Now there's supposed to be eight of us in the flat. So when I first got there, there was only one other person there. But when I woke up, I heard a bunch of noise. And so I was like, oh, I should probably like go out and socialize, you know, and introduce myself to everybody. So I like quickly got up and like tried to refresh my makeup. I remember I was wearing something very American. <laughs> it was a plaid shirt like a plaid um shirt over a like brown tank top I remember it and jeans and I walked into the kitchen where everybody's like laughing and talking loudly and it just goes silent (laughs) and everybody turned and looked at me and I was like hi and nobody really said anything but I think people were just like Cause I don't know how long I was napping, but I think people were like, we know we have one other roommate. Like, where is she? And finally I show up and they're like, Oh, it's this person. And she's American and blah, blah, blah. So I sat down and started talking with everybody. And then this is where Adam comes in. I was sitting at the table in the kitchen and Adam struts into the room <laughs> wearing like, I think it was like a, skin tight like gray t-shirt like cat sleeve t-shirt and like skinny jeans black skinny jeans yeah and I was wearing like I still have what I was wearing on top of it it's like this um it's kind of like a really thin like long jacket like really thin material yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I was wearing really thick heel boots as well I remember that so I was like really mm-hmm. tall because of like platform heels yeah and at the time you were blonde, like I was naturally blonde. Adam's naturally blonde and he had really cute blonde curly hair and lots of eyeliner, like full beat. Yeah, face. My makeup has improved a lot since then though. And I'm not gonna lie, my little close-minded Moscow, Idaho brain was like, what the who is this person? And I looked around. <laughs> I looked around at the other people with like wide eyes and nobody else was reacting really like, and so you just started putting away your um, cutlery and your dishes and everything. And yeah, uh, that night we partied like, cause it was freshers week. I got really fucked up <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much how I remember my first that first day that we met how about you what how do you remember that day so I remember that when I got there you would when I got the you were having your nap and yeah. it was like 
where I live, like actually the place I am now is where I was living permanently at that time, my parents' place, um, is from the, my hometown to Lancaster is like half an hour to an hour in the car. It's not very long. So we kind of got up fairly early, packed the, my stuff in the car and went. Um, but like I had like I hadn't bought any like groceries or anything like that, and I didn't I hadn't bought any like my kitchen stuff yet. So I was really just bringing with me in the car like clothes and like sort of like personal stuff that I already had. Um, so I remember we basically dropped me off, got my key to the my room in the flat and everything like that. And then we got straight in the car and went to the Aldi in Lancaster. Or like the Asda. Mm-hmm. We went to like one of the two stores, whatever. And because it was obviously Fresh's day, moving in day, there was like massive traffic all, all the way there and all the way back. Because uh, if anyone remember been, that. <laughs> if anyone has been to Lancaster, it has really bad like road planning. So like the traffic's terrible whenever there's a lot of people there. So by the time I got back, everyone else was there. And, like, everyone was kind of, like, already, like, sort of chatting and making friends. And I was really stressed because I already thought, like, going into it, I was like, I don't know these people. And I'm not a shy person. But kind of like what you said, like, I'm kind of a bit of a visual assault on a lot of people when they first meet me. I mean, especially back then, because this is before, like, you know, I don't, just for the people who listen, I don't identify as male. I identify as third gender, which we may talk about in another episode. But, um... Especially back then, I had a much more typically boy in makeup kind of look. But this is before, like, James Charles and, like, Jeffree Star and those sorts of people were quite big. So it was still very new for a lot of people. I was worried that everyone kind of looked at me like the weirdo. And I kind of thought, like, if I was coming last as well, that would be even worse. So I was really stressing to remember. My mum and dad, bless them, they basically said, right, we'll put away all your stuff in your, your room, just go in to the kitchen, catch up with everyone. And so... You were actually the first person that I locked eyes with when I walked in because you were sat kind of facing the door. Yeah. And you were one of the only people that I didn't actually kind of know because beforehand there was like a little group chat <laughs> where a lot of the British people in our flat had like all kind of spoken to each other a little bit. Not much, but like mm-hmm. I kind of vaguely knew who this person was and that person was. It was pretty much just you and our friend Jack. Um, he's really the only person that me and Tara still can speak to from our flats. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only you and him that I didn't know going in. Um, so I locked eyes with you, and I thought initially, I thought you were. This is kind of funny, but in my head before you spoke, my initial thought was, oh, she's Irish. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> Which is hilarious because Cherish has like got a lot of Irish ancestry, right? Mm-hmm. And then you opened your mouth and you were like, hey, I'm Cherish. And in my head, my first <laughs> thought was like, this is the most American name I've heard of in my entire life. <laughs> I just remember oh thinking, like, that is so American. Mm-hmm. But I remember being like really excited. I was like, "Ooh, an American! That's fun!" Yeah, <laughs> like, some like novelty collector's item or something. Um, but yeah, I don't think we didn't really speak an awful lot that first day. Um, no, not really. But it's a pretty overwhelming thing. I mean, obviously for you, going to a completely different country with a different culture, and I mean, obviously the cultures aren't too different, but there are still differences. Yeah, um, but I remember just feeling like more nervous than I was used to feeling because I'm not the mm-hmm. sort of that feels nervous. But um, I remember thinking, "Oh, she's Irish," and I was like, "Oh no, she's American." 
<laughs> and then I was like, oh, she's a this sounds so bitch. Say it, Adam. I was like, Say oh, I was like, oh, she's the pretty one of the flat. Oh my god. Oh, I'm I'm kind of flattered. <laughs> no, I was like, this sounds really nasty, but like compared to the rest of us, I was like, oh, she's the hot one. Oh, that's so sweet, Adam. Yeah, oh. I, I remember kind of thinking that you weren't gonna like me at first. Oh no. But I just feel like I was kind of like, I was like, oh, I want her to like me. And like, you know, when you want someone to like be your friend and then you like get conscious yeah. of like the fact they might not like you. Mm-hmm. So that's like where my head was at a little bit with that. Yeah. I think with you, I think I was kind of like, I was just very intrigued. And um, I, I was like, who, who is this person? Basically, like, are they going to be like catty? <laughs> and like bitchy to me and you seem like such, <laughs> you seem like such a like city girl you know what I mean like someone that was totally diff- opposite totally opposite to me that's so um, funny though because like we I mean we kind of are from similar places like we're from fairly I mean your town where you're from Moscow is a lot smaller than Wigan but mm-hmm. we're from places that have quite small town mentalities. Yes, for sure. And we found out like we're so much more similar than than we thought. Yeah. Um, but I just want I just want to talk about how that day, like I'm also you're I'd say you're way more outgoing than me. I've I've come out of my shell like a lot over the years, but at the time I was still, I consider myself like very, I was very young, naive, um, and just hadn't really explored the world yet or any kind of, you know, traveling really at all and met with other cultures. Like I've never lived with somebody from a different country at the time and and not to mention the lack of sleep and the total like disorientation from the time jump. It's like yeah. eight hours, nine hours difference. And um, I remember our friend, our flatmate Eloise, her parents were there um, to help her move in. And they were like, we're going to take a trip to, uh, was it M&S <laughs> or something? Story. And they were like, does anyone need anything? (laughs) And I somehow misunderstood that to mean, does anyone want to come on, like, go to the grocery store? And in my head, I didn't know where this grocery store was. I thought it was within walking distance. So I thought a bunch of people would be like, yeah, let's go to the store and, like, get food. And nobody else volunteered to go. And so I was like, I'll go with you. And they're like, oh, oh, um, okay, sure. And we go outside and I realize, oh, we're getting in the car and driving like in this traffic. And I've never met these people until like 20 minutes ago. And I just invited myself to go with them to shop for food. What makes and you I was like, there's, go ahead is the like um the person we're talking about Eloise I actually still speak to her sometimes actually 
Um, she's from a part of the country called Devon, which is like very far down south. And for like Americans or anyone from outside the UK listening, people from the south of England are um the kind of like more akin to what the world thinks British people are like. So like quite polite and very reserved. So I'm just imagining these like very like <laughs> proper southern people just suddenly being confronted uh... with this American, like, let me get in the car. I know it's so cringy but like for people who know me my friends they know that that is so on brand for me <laughs> like to misunderstand something like that and to put myself in this socially awkward situation and like be like well I can't back out now I'm getting in their car yeah it was I'm- fine like her parents are so sweet and Eloise is one of the sweetest people I've ever met and she didn't make no, me feel engaged. awkward about it at all. Oh, I didn't know she was engaged. Yeah, she's just oh, engaged. Her. <gasps> yes, I did see that on Instagram. That's so exciting. So anyway, yeah. it was nice because I got to like go to the store and get food, but I felt so fucking bad. <laughs> oh. I mean, like freshers is just the it's the time to feel awkward, I think. Um, yes. So you were only actually in the UK for what it would have been like three months. Yeah, three months. So you so we started in October and um, the very start of October, and then obviously we had Christmas. So that's yeah, like three months. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, in that time, we were friends, but we weren't like I wouldn't say we were amazingly close in that time. I wouldn't say so either. We were definitely friends, but we weren't close, like you said. Yeah. We um Although I did cry when you left. Mm, that's so cute. I did too. <laughs> but um, I think, so me and Cherish, like in our first, in the first time we lived together, we were like, we, like we said, we were friends, but um, Cherish actually loved the UK so much. Yes. Signed herself up for another year here. And then mm. that in our second year where we lived together for basically a year, that's when we became really close friends. Yes. So basically, I went back to the U.S. for spring semester, and then I started, uh, I was a wildland firefighter that summer, mm-hmm. and then, like, I had signed, oh, I remember I had signed the lease to live with you guys the following yeah. fall before I even left, so I was like, I knew I was going to come back, and Sure enough, um, that following after that summer of firefighting, I left in like two weeks time between the end of firefighting and when I took off on the plane. And uh, then we lived together in a house off campus, all eight of us, the same eight people. Um, And I kind of have a special place in my heart for that house, but that's really where our friendship evolved, especially me and Jack, I'd say. Yeah, so in that second year house, it's like between when Cherish left and when she came back, like the rest of us in that flat, we'd, um, I wouldn't say there, there wasn't really any drama in first year, really. Um, second year, um, there definitely was. But um, yeah, <laughs> Cherish had drama with Redacted, who um, 
we won't go there yeah we won't much. go we won't go um, into drama but basically but there was drama <laughs> yeah i mean and that's so common for like student houses that drama actually kind of followed me into third year as well um oh yeah but um it was a time when me cherish and our friend jack we just spent so much time together um and it's kind of like we just oh so i remember when you first came back it was before term started so I remember I came up to help you move in mm-hmm. on the first day you were back. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, like, it was only a skip and a hop for me. And I was like, oh, because, um, like, again, like, we were, we kept in contact, but we weren't, like, amazingly close. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, I'll come say hi. I'll help you out, whatever. And it was kind of like from there that we just became inseparable, really. Yeah. Um. For some reason, I'm having trouble recalling recalling everything but if you think about it it was quite a while ago um yeah this is like 2017 2018 now so it's still like a while yeah because um, we 19 and 20 as well and like you're 25 i'm 24 so it's you know time has elapsed i remember something also very significant about that first uh time i was there it was the election of 2016 that fall I remember that so distinctly. Yes, me too. I will never forget that. I remember I, we went to our little pub, our student bar on campus, and they were having a live screening of all of the results from the uh, presidential election coming in. And it was like, an American themed party, of course. And so I was like super proud, you know, expecting uh, Hillary Clinton, the first female president to be elected. And I put my uh, president, or not president, my American flag over my shoulders, like a little cape, and we were watching the results come in. We all know that's not what happened that night. Um, and uh, what happened that night was quite shocking and devastating <laughs> for a lot of people. <laughs> And uh, I went home after that night in total and utter disbelief. And people were shouting things at me, like basically uh, saying that I single-handedly elected Donald Trump as president, (laughs) which was not true, obviously. Um, It was horrible. And I just went back to the flat and slept for like 12 hours and didn't go to class that next day. I remember you just didn't, because I didn't stay for the results because I went to um, spend the night with um, someone else whose name is redacted, if you remember. (laughs) Um, Yes. So I didn't stay for the, um, I didn't stay for the end of the, um, the thing. So the next day I woke up to the news and I was like, oh my, what the hell? And Everyone was like, yeah, Cherish just went to a room and hasn't left yet. And I was like, to be honest, I feel like doing the same and it's not even my country. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I, I got where you were coming from entirely with that. It's just, um, it's obviously really unfortunate. But I remember actually your family came over to visit shortly yeah. after that for Thanksgiving. And Cherish's sister, um, like, bless her, she can't, I think she still probably won't be able to understand a word that I can say. This is another thing I'll never forget or never really let myself live down. We were all dancing in the club of Sugar and music over there in the UK, like at the clubs is like, it's dance pop. 
or house like it's not hip-hop which is what we listen to here usually in the clubs um or at least at that time and so my sister was like not a fan of the music she was like cherish the music sucks let's leave and i was like we just got here i'm with all my friends like no we're not leaving this is like the place to be tonight and so she was like she kind of got pissed off and stormed off and left the bar now we didn't have cell phones like we had our phones but we didn't have data to text or call so we could only use like wi-fi when it was available to communicate it's spotty that it was spotty back then at the best of times yes and so she just storms off and i was like well she'll come back and so because i was like where's she gonna go she doesn't know where she is (laughs) and so i just stayed there and kept dancing and i we're there for a while and realize okay the club's about to close where is she we walk around looking for her looking outside could not find her and so we were like okay well this is the last bus to campus so i have to get on it maybe she made it back to the flat on campus like i don't know and so we get on the bus and go back to campus hoping she she made it home because she she was not answering my messages and i didn't know where she was and we got there and she wasn't there she wasn't back i was like oh my god where is she i tried calling and texting her all night i was up like freaking the fuck out like where the fuck could she be and finally i wake up in the morning and i get a text from her like what's the number of your flat or the name of your flat again and i told her and uh she showed up and she was okay and i was like what the fuck happened and so this is the part that breaks my heart so apparently she went outside because she was like pissed off and was just standing out there and then she realized okay i'm gonna go look for cherish again she ran around around the club looking for me and could not find me and didn't know where she was and didn't know how to get back to campus so she just sat down in the alley of sugar and started crying and apparently this very attractive security guard for sugar came up to her and like asked her if she was okay and she was like i don't know where i am i don't know how to get back to my sister blah blah blah. and he was like well you can stay with me for the night and so that's what she did. She stayed with the security guard who ended up taking her back to campus the following morning. Now, I think that that's shady. I think something happened between her and the security hot security man who she never learned his name, but she was like, Cherish, I think I'm in love. And I was like, you don't even know his name. And... uh Anyway, that's how she ended up being fine. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, my parents, that morning that Ken's finally arrived back at the flat, they were around like touring the campus because they were still in town. And so I had to totally make sure. Totally oblivious that everything that happened. Yes, they were totally oblivious that like I lost my sister <laughs> for the night. But we found well, each other. Yes, they don't know. And she's, like, not mad about it at all. She doesn't blame me at all. But I, I'll i never not feel horrible about it. 
So other than Cherish losing sisters, um, <laughs> I suppose that's actually one thing that we can kind of relate on is that we're both very close to our sisters. We have um, similar age gaps between you and your sister and me and my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but one, we kind of really figured out a lot of things that we have in common when we lived together the second time around. Because I'm trying to think now, like, horror films is a massive one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, terrible day in history. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. And that's a huge inspiration for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't be surprised if 90% of the episodes of this podcast end up just being us bitching about dating experiences because there's a lot yes. of them that we have between us and they're all bad and we know that a lot of people can relate to yeah definitely i think that um without going into too much detail but it's like it generally is really hard to date these days it is like it's um so for context on me like i got out of a two-year relationship um just at the end of last year like literally like two weeks before christmas um cherish you've been single now for like over two years i want to say i mean like you've had like you've dated people seriously between but like in terms of relationships yeah it's like two years yeah i've had like i've dated and had relationships but nothing serious really yeah it's um and like before um so let me get my words together so when me and Cherish lived together the second time around, the first time around, Cherish was seeing someone kind of. Um, I was not seeing... Well, I actually was seeing someone briefly when we lived together the first time around, but died very quickly. The second time around, we were both single ladies, and we... Um, I feel we kind of really bonded over just how many mishaps we had. Yes. <laughs> Despite kind of have obviously having like different um sort of pools of people that we typically date, um we can discover that men are very similar across the board. Yeah, definitely. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we bonded over our mutual messiness and mishaps, like you said. Yeah. And I think as well, we learned um well, we kind of learned from our approaches to things that we're actually very similar people as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd say we, when it comes to things like travel, we have very similar approaches. Yeah, I like that about us traveling. Yeah. Um, we're both quite, I'd say we're both quite adventurous people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd say it's in that second year where, like, we really became, like, well, I always say, like, you're more like a sister than a friend. Mm-hmm. That was a yeah, lot of went... such an emotionally charged statement. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I totally agree. And I I went to your house many times, like met your oh, parents yeah. um many times. My mom loved you. Yeah, I love your mom. So really pushing um, for the green card, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who knows what the future brings? I wouldn't be I wouldn't oppose it. We've we talk about me and Adam getting married all the time. <laughs> it, it may become necessary at some point. Yeah. And if you're hearing this, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Although, if 90 Day Fiance do want to give us a spin-off show and a nice deal, I am down. True. Me too. 90 Day Fiance, most- TLC, if you're yeah. hearing this. It would be the most chaotic thing ever. Right. 
<laughs> it would be. Um, yeah. And then I have to say as well, it's, I mean, not necessarily for me, because I've got really close friends that live in Switzerland and that live in India. Um, but for a lot of people, it's generally quite rare to have such a close friendship when you live so far away from each other. Yeah, definitely. I think that we're pretty unique in that aspect. Like, we're as close as we are when we're apart as we are when we're together. Like, it's like there's nothing there. It's like there is no distance between us because we just talk every day and um, video chat like couple every couple weeks or every week sometimes. Yeah. I mean, because like we sometimes just like life gets in the way, like you work crazy hours. Um, Sometimes I go into pits of despair. And sometimes, <laughs> so like, I. I mean, it's part of life. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, even if we don't speak, like, like have a long call, like, because when we video call as well, it's always like at least like three hours. Yeah. Like, it is. we're actually reducing our contact time with these podcasts crazily. <laughs> um, That's funny. But I think that, um, and I feel like more people maybe can relate to this now after the pandemic, but. It's um, it doesn't feel like effort to be very close to you, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I'm working at maintaining a friendship. It just feels very natural. Well, for me, it is natural. Yeah, for sure. And now, like, after we lived together that second year and got so much closer, um, watching Bollywood and horror films and, and partying, afraid. <laughs> And going shopping and just doing everything together, naked and afraid, naked attraction. Um, All the news. And, uh, so and now, so we're so close. I came to visit multiple times um, back to the UK to visit you, and we even went on our first trip together to Ireland yeah. in February this year, which was so much fun. It was it was pretty special to do that because it that was actually the first time that I'd been abroad since before I met you, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But what was so fun about Ireland as well? So, despite being from the northwest of England, which is literally the closest bit of the UK to Ireland, over the Northern Ireland, if you want to get political, um, I'd never been before in my entire life. Even though it's literally you're in the earth for thirty minutes when you fly out of Manchester and so crazy because you booked your trip there like kind of last minute like it was a very quick um when you booked it to when you went and it was very serendipitous because I was working on a very big project at work at that time and though I had like a good block of time where my person I was working closely with was also off and so there would be limited things for me to do anyway. So it was kind of like, it really kind of fell into place that I could go and join you for a few days. Mm-hmm. And that was actually the first time we'd seen each other since January, 2020. Yeah, since just before the pandemic. Yeah, and just before I got with Skidmark. Mm, yes. Um. Yeah, I remember that trip. It was because the reason I left so quickly is because I just got hired to my current job which is like my dream job at my dream agency um and we had like a month before we started and so I'm like okay I have a month of free time before 
I start this really hard like job and I'm going to have to take advantage of that. And I knew I wanted to go to Ireland. That was like the top thing on my list. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to check like flights and um, whatnot. And so I checked online and it was like $450 for a round trip from Idaho to Ireland. Which is crazy. And so I was like, yeah, for two weeks. And so I was like, oh my God, I can not pass this up. And so I was just like, boom, and I booked it. And uh, that's kind of how I do things anyway. I'm kind of, I'm a little impulsive, <laughs> um, but some people might say spontaneous. Uh, yeah, but I was like, okay, Adam, I just booked this trip. I know I didn't consult you about it whatsoever, but I'm going to be there for this two week span of time. So if you, if you could come like at any time during that, that would be awesome. And Adam ended up coming for the first four days or four nights, four days, four nights, five days, right? Four nights, five days. And, um, it worked out beautifully. We met at the airport at the same time. Yeah. We landed like just, 10 minutes apart, I think. Yeah, we did. It was, a. Uh, it was like perfect. It was so much fun. And I'd love to travel with you again. And we will. Oh, absolutely. And it worked out kind of perfectly as well, because like a month before I had booked, which I've not gone yet, but I basically booked my dream trip, which is to visit India. And I, before going to Ireland, I mean, obviously, obviously I was with Cherish and I was there, but I'd never gone through like, the airport process by myself. I'd never really traveled outside of the uk solo before oh yeah and the cherish has done like quite a lot of solo travel at this point but it's still kind of newer to me and when i'm in india i'm gonna be staying with one of my friends for a while while i'm there but i'm spending at least a week of my own time sort of solo traveling through northern india and for those of you that obviously don't know me i as a hindu i kind of have a bit of an understanding of the culture um because indian culture is heavily influenced by Hinduism. I also speak Hindi, which is a language spoken in most of the areas I'll be. So I have some advantages sort of in my favor for when I go, but it's still a very different country to the UK. And it's still going to be quite an overwhelming experience. And I'm going to be by myself for some of that time. So I'm kind of glad that Elisa did like some solo travel elements on that trip to Ireland, kind of like dip my toe in. I mean... Going yeah. to five days versus India for three weeks is a bit different, but <laughs> in, my yeah, head, it'll like, be different. in my head, I was like, oh, I'm kind of like building myself up. Mm-hmm. It's, um, but yeah, I think that in the future, more travel together is definitely a big priority. Yes. And we'll talk about like traveling again down the line in this podcast. Um, yeah. But that's one of the things we have in common too. I think for you the ireland trip i think the most important thing was in terms of preparation was just learning how to roll with the punches like shit's gonna go wrong and uh, things are gonna go wrong in your trip in india and you just have to learn to deal with it and problem solve and be creative and not be and not let it ruin your trip basically yeah and I didn't realize how much I needed that trip as well because at that time I was still like really raw from like my breakup and everything like that and it's 
I mean, I think you can agree with this as well. It's hard when you go through shit times to know that, like, one of the people you really just want to spend time with is so far away. I mean, obviously, we're not far away in the sense of, like, we can just pick up the phone and talk to each other. But to actually have a quality time where you're just spending a good portion, well, spending your days with someone that you really care about when you're so far away from each other physically. I didn't realize how much I needed that until we'd actually gone. Yeah, we needed, like, you and I both needed, especially you, like a girl's trip, like you said, we just yeah. needed to, it was a vacation. It wasn't like high stress most of the time. No. Ireland is like such a laid back place. And we just kind of did whatever we wanted. We had a couple things scheduled, but it was really a vacation for us. And it was yeah. so nice. It was very, we, and see, it's what I mean. Like we had such similar approaches because we were both very sort of go with the flow. Um, mm-hmm. If there was something that one of us really wanted to do, we like didn't feel like we couldn't say that. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, for me, I was just like, I'm just happy to be here. Like, I'm just chilling. <laughs> like, I just want to have some fun. And if you haven't been to Ireland, people listening, please go, because it's an amazing place. It is like... Yes. I thought it would be... Because it's obviously, you know, it's next door to us here in the UK. And, like, you know, there's so many Irish people, especially where I'm from. Like, Because there's loads of Irish people in the Northwest. I know a bunch of Irish people. Especially a lot of people from like Northern Ireland, like Derry. I know a lot of people from Derry and Belfast and whatever. And you kind of expect that like, oh, it's going to feel very similar. And it does mm-hmm. in some ways, but it does have a very different vibe to at least England. Um, And it's, I'm trying to think of like, I don't want to say like it feels like magical, but it kind of does. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone that is like so friendly mm-hmm. and like, the country itself is beautiful. We went to a place called Glendalock in the Wicklow National Park. And that was like my favorite bit of the trip. We just... Um, oh my God, yeah. It literally looked like it was out of like Skyrim or something. It's like insane. Like these really old like monastery buildings from like the 8th century. I don't know if they were, I think they were monastery buildings. Like mm-hmm. really old cemeteries and beautiful lakes and mountains. It's like, like it does take your breath away. And I think Ireland is such a great jumping off point for people who want to start traveling alone especially women it's like you can google it it's one of the safest place places in the world for solo female travelers everyone is so friendly i never felt scared or like i was in danger at all like we know that you know dublin and some of the bigger cities are going to have like rougher areas but overall like it was so relaxing to not be like worried for my safety. So I'd highly recommend to anybody who wants to solo travel to maybe pick Ireland as your as your first spot. Everyone speaks your language. You might have a little uh, difficulty understanding people at times, but it's so easy to get around and uh, feel safe. Yeah, yeah, so that's my little spiel. If you come in from North America as well, like obviously, and somewhere you just did Ireland, but if you've Coming from North America and you've not been to like the UK either, obviously they're so close to each other. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, well, actually, when I landed it back in the UK, um, like there's no passport control between Ireland and the UK because we have like mm-hmm. a shared sort of like we well basically we have like a shared sort of entry area. I don't know how what the actual terminology is, but basically if you enter through the UK or Ireland, you don't typically need to show your passport. And so it's um so for people from North America who want to do a bit of solo travel as well. I mean, the UK is probably not as safe, 
But I mean, it's still a pretty safe place. And yeah. can I take off two places? <laughs> That's yeah. my feel for Tourism UK. I hope they call me <laughs> check. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, the UK will always have my heart, so. Not sure it has mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, the grass is always greener, right? Yeah, definitely that. But um, it's um, it's nice to know that um, well, I'm I'm very glad that you did pick to come here. Obviously, because if you didn't, then we wouldn't have met. Yeah. But it's um, it is kind of crazy to think that like we both come from kind of random parts of our countries. Like we don't come from big cities. Um, I mean, there's like what 1.5 million people in Idaho altogether. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're from like quite small at least like sort of small population-wise areas or physically or whatever areas. And we just kind of got thrown together. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it was fate. It was destiny. And I'm so glad it happened. Yeah, me too. And I think that um, as well, one thing that is really good about our friendship is that I don't actually think we've ever had an argument, like a proper argument. No. I don't think so either. We've had like tiffs because I'm hangry or something like that, but <laughs> we've never really, never really argued. Yeah. I mean, like, and I can, we know each other well enough to know like what ticks the other person off. I mean, like for yeah. you, it definitely is hangry and tired. Like the, the things that, I mean, like, that's so understandable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to realize like, I, you know, it's not that bad. It's not like I like throw a fit and I'm screaming at people. No, but you don't. also like I need to be able to be like, okay, Cherish, you're tired and hungry right now. Just, you know, try not to snip at people. <laughs> um, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I see. I don't really this is so bad, but I don't even know what like my sort of like triggers are. Like, what would you say annoys me? I don't know, Adam. Like, I feel like you're even, you're way more, like, chill than I am. I know you think that I'm, like, laid back and chill and whatever, but you are so hard to piss off. (laughs) I'd say, like, if anything, it's, and it's not even that you're pissed off at me or anybody. It's, like, when we have, uh, like, everything just keeps going wrong. Like, we can't get on this bus because it's delayed. Okay. So we get on this train and now the train's like suddenly going to end before we're, our destination. It's going to start going backwards. And now we have to get on this other bus. And it's just, we're both like, oh my God. But literally that's the only times like that I've ever seen you be like annoyed. And it was because of the travel situation. It wasn't because yeah. of anything I did or said or anything. Yeah. You, you know what it is though? For me, it's like, I really, really hate being late. Yes, me too. We have that in common. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Like, I have friends who, like, are absolutely fine with being late. It's just, it's not how I could, like, operate at all. Like, for me, like, being early is being on time. Being on time Mm -hmm. is late and late is unacceptable. Like, I just, I don't fuck with being late at all. And then when I'm, when I'm traveling, like, I think it comes from when I was a kid. I used to get travel sick really badly, like car sick really badly. Mm-hmm. And like as a kid, like I really was quite sensitive to like planes and stuff like that. Like I really didn't like it. And now as an adult, like I can obviously handle my my shit, but like 
British transport infrastructure is terrible and yeah. it's also expensive. Like it's actually quite expensive to travel within the UK, which is crazy. And I get really frustrated like when things like that happen because I think, right, I spent money, I want to go somewhere and this is just holding me up. I, it's like, it's like I actually get really irrationally annoyed when I'm in London because there's so many tourists, but they just stand in the middle of pathways and stuff like that. Because when I'm in London, I've been there mostly to work. So like, I'm like going somewhere, like I want to get my lunch, I want to go to the office, whatever. And tourists will just stop with a case in the middle of like a walkway and or like will walk really slowly. And like, I think it's that frustration, like I want to go and I can't go. It's like, yeah, I'm a wild stallion and I want to run free. Like, it's just like, just <laughs> stop holding me up. That's what really annoys me. I'm getting a bit annoyed just thinking about it. Like, it really does frustrate me. And to be fair, I also get hangry, but mm-hmm. I don't show hangry as much, I feel like. But yeah. hang- hangry is such a common one, because, like, there's nothing worse than, like, feeling, like, really hungry. And actually, hangry when you've got travel bullshit going on or, like, bureaucratic yes. bullshit going on, that, mm-mm. Like, yeah, you're like, all I want to do is eat right now, and I don't know where anything is that's open i don't want to just eat like a candy bar like and it's just it's hard when you're in uh, a foreign country especially to be like hey where do i get like some food Mm. and then all the travel stuff on top of it like how do i get there and where is it and it just all kind of compounds yeah kind of in a similar vein as well what annoys me is like i mean like i've told you recently about my process getting my visa for my trip like oh yeah unnecessarily complicated processes around like things like paperwork travel documents like that sort of stuff i mean and you can relate to this because you've obviously like had to deal with like student visas and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. it just it frustrates me so much because it's just so unnecessarily complicated yeah it's like i understand national security is important and things like that but like even going to ireland because i had to do like covid stuff there was like we had to like, like get a bunch of forms and stuff because this was like back when COVID was still like really quite out and proud and giving it its all. Because like <laughs> when we were in Ireland, they actually still had masks for like the first three days we were there. Yeah, they did. And like <laughs> things like around that just pissed me off. And like yeah, I'm not. Me even, too. I want to clarify. This is not me like saying that masks piss me off. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not anti-mask. Anything like that. Travel or like. <laughs> personal papers like all that kind of stuff like admin stuff just annoys me like I couldn't be an admin assistant for that reason because I would just get frustrated and quit very easily yeah I'm the same and we'll delve more into our uh the travel document side of things and just travel frustrations in general in a a following episode I think our next episode we're actually going to be getting into icks, like the actual yeah. reason we started this podcast. So it's going to be really fun. We're going to have like our list of icks. We're going to talk about our dates and stories and things that have happened where we've discovered our icks and just about icks in general. Like, what are they? Yeah. So um, stay tuned for that. And I think we kind of have wrapped this up. Yeah, I think so too. I'm not sure how long we've been recording, but I'm very excited that we've had our first recording. I hope we gave you guys a little bit of a taste into who we are and our personalities. Yeah, hopefully. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> I hope you like us too. I'm really excited to like listen back to this and and uh listen to how weird I am. How weird I sound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and how weird I am. We're both weird. Yeah. Um, so Cherish, you wanna let the people know where they can find us on social media? That would be great. Sure. So you can find us on Instagram. Our Instagram is the Ick Patrol. We haven't posted anything yet. Um, but it has our names in our bio. You can give us a quick follow. We'll post pictures and little updates about our podcast as we go along. Um, also, also, you can email us. Yes. Go ahead, Adam. So do you want to say the email? Because I can't remember what it is. Yes. Okay. So it's theickpatrol at gmail.com. Okay. Very simple. I thought it was that. I think it's, yes. I think it's all lowercase. But yeah. So send us... Um, Anything, basically, your dating nightmares, your icks and stories to go along with that. If you have any questions for us, you can send that to us. If you want to correct anything <laughs> that we say, you yeah. can send that to us as well. And we might even read it on the pod. Yeah. So um, thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for some more to come from us. Like we said, our next episode is going to be all about our icks. And yeah, I think that that is first episode done. So yay us. So thank you for listening to The Ick Patrol. The Ick Patrol. <laughs> <laughs>